Are you ready to turn your passion into profit and earn thousands by developing and selling digital products? Well, then look no further because in this podcast episode, we've got you covered. It's going to be based on Neil Patel's million dollar formula. We'll be taking you through a step by step process to help you create and sell digital products without all the guesswork. So whether you're a seasoned entrepreneur or just starting out, this episode will provide you valuable insights and practical tips to help you reach your earning potential. So stay tuned and learn how to turn your ideas into a successful digital product. Being an entrepreneur sounds like, yes, another new client. I did it. But... It can also sound like, I am really not understanding this technology, and I'm feeling so overwhelmed. Am I even cut out for this? That's why I started the Dark Horse Entrepreneur Podcast, to help infopreneurs, coaches, and course creators who want to build a business online, but are battling technology, overwhelm, procrastination, and even imposter syndrome. Think successfully, think differently, think bigger, and take action by learning tips from an array of business owners, all dropping knowledge on the Dark Horse Entrepreneur Podcast. Check us out at www.darkhorseschooling.com. What is up? What is up? What the hell is up, my Dark Horse friends and family? Welcome back to another episode of Case Study Learning. I'm your Dark Horse host, Tracy Brinkman. This episode is going to be loosely based on Neil Patel's million-dollar formula that he shared online. Now, in Neil's formula, he outlines the bare basics of what you need to do to earn millions of dollars just as he has, right? So, but I'm going to go through here and I'm going to try and fill in some of the some of the gaps as I go. So, staying true to his formula, but taking most of the guesswork out of the process. So, there's some little holes in there. I'm going to try and fill those holes, but I want to stay true to the formula he outlined there, you know, cuz it works. So, let's take the guesswork out of it for you. But keep in mind, this is nearly the exact formula that many marketers have used and are still using before and after Neil to create very similar successes. So I'm really not giving away any secrets here when I share with you how some of the top online marketers are doing this every day online. But I am going to make this as simple as possible. So follow the steps, put in the work, and in a few weeks, or maybe a few months, let's be honest here, I don't want to blow smoke up your butt, you can start to see massive successes just like they have. Now, let's start with a little bit of background here. Now, Neil used to sell info products. And in fact, that's mostly what he did for several years until he started his software businesses. Now, during his best year, he earned, ready for this? $371,882. I didn't give you the good part. He earned $371,882 on an average month, (laughs) with some months going as high as $600,000 and other months where he only did a measly $200,000, right? Can you live with that? Yeah, okay. So you might wonder, with all that success, why he stopped doing that. I mean, he was making a shit ton of money, right? Well, the answer is he wanted to build even bigger businesses. He realized that in order to continue growing, he had to create more and more info products and treat it like a real business 
instead of a lifestyle business. All right. Now, then again, if you hired people to do much of the work for you, you could indeed earn millions of dollars while running it as a lifestyle business. Of course, in the beginning, you want to do much of that work yourself just to see how it's done, what works, what doesn't works, and find the best way possible for you to scale it up massively using others to help you do that scaling. But make no mistake, this does take time and it takes effort. It's work. If it wasn't work, if it was really just simply easy, everyone would be doing it. But it's also one of the best ways to make serious money online. How much money? Well, that's kind of up to you. Think about it. Right? How much you earn is totally up to you. If you're content using this method to earn a few extra thousand dollars per month, that's cool. That's terrific. Go for it. Right? If you want to put in the work and grind it out and scale it up, well, that's great too. Or... Maybe you just want to follow Neil's footsteps. You're going to use this as a stepping stone until you get your million-dollar software business up and running. All right. Enough of the preliminaries. Let's get going. What do we got here? Sit at seven steps. Yes, seven steps. And a little note you're going to want to check out at the very end here. Okay, so I'm not going to give away all the gold, but I'm going to give away all the platinum. <laughs> all right, step one. Well, and you've heard me talk about this. We just did the uh, the digital marketing series. Step one, find out what your audience wants. Yeah, right? If you don't already have a niche in mind, well, obviously, then you want to choose one. Then what you're going to want to do, let's be sure you choose a niche where people are readily spending money, especially on info products, right? Where they have the money to spend. You don't want to go out there and say, I'm going to go into the niche of garden gnomes for trailer parks because statistically speaking most of those folks don't have the money to spend i'm not sliding anybody if you live in a trailer i'm sorry i've lived in a trailer so i've been there but you're going to want those niches where people are readily spending money especially for info products once you have your niche it's time to find out what your audience is willing to pay for oh there's a clarification right some of them have information that they want but they're not willing to pay for it what is it they're willing to pay for? Yeah, you could take a guess, and you may be right if you took that guess, or you could be completely wrong, in which case you just wasted your time, you wasted your money, you wasted the resources that you pulled together in creating a product that nobody wants. Yeah. Right? So let's try to find out what people want ahead of times, because it can really make things a whole lot easier. And how would I do that, Tracy? Well, you could run a survey. Yeah, you're just going to reach out there and ask them. You could use a service like, I don't know, SurveyMonkey. Very simple. You discover what problems your audience has. If you're not a member of that audience and you've solved the problem for yourself, what issues they want to solve, again, unless you already know these issues and you know you're not wrong. And you might want to do this just to double check your thoughts because you may be the part of the audience a month ago, two months ago, a year ago, two years ago. But maybe there are new ways to solve the problem. Maybe the problem has changed. And the solution that you found for you going through the same problem is different now, right? Times are changing, okay? So I would say even if you think you know everything about the, the audience you're speaking to and the problems you're solving for them, let's double check and ask them anyway. You might find some new ideas inside there. What is it they want to accomplish? What's causing them to lose sleep at night? 
right? Maybe you don't have an audience to send the survey to. Okay, well, then you can reach out to social media and contact your audience. Find them. Invite them to take your survey. Go into Facebook groups. This works as well. Hey, I'm trying to collect some information. I see you. This is a Facebook group about this. Anyone want to help me out? Okay. Maybe you contact people via email. You text them. You, hey, you go old school. You can call them on the phone. Or you just meet them face to face and ask them. Have real conversations where you can discover what are the issues they are having. Those things that are keeping them up at night. Now, let's look at the best-selling products in your niche. Go out there. If you're in the niche, you want to check those out. Read the sales letters carefully. Pay attention to the main theme that the sales letter has and what pain points that they're addressing. Read the testimonials and find out how the people are using the products. Look at courses in your niche as well as books. See what other users and customers are saying about the product. Sometimes you'll find hidden nuggets in there. Man, this is a great book, but it didn't answer my burning question, which is XYZ. Right? I was reading one not so long ago. It actually was just two days ago. I was looking out in the podcast industry because I can't try to keep my finger on it because that's what I do. I help people with podcasting. And uh, I was looking at one of the number one books out there and it had lots of great reviews, but more than I'll say 20% of them kept saying it had too much fluff. Hmm? Yeah. You don't want to be accused of having too much fluff. They want you to get to the meat of the problem. Just go right for it. Okay, now what you want to do is you want to make a list of the things you discover. So you can be sure I wrote down as I'm writing my podcast book, don't make a lot of fluff. Get straight to the point. Get a good idea of what it is you want to create and then survey the people to help you refine the idea even better, right? And this is something that people are passionate about and are eager and even waiting to buy. They're desperate to buy this thing before you've even created it. And the fact that you've asked them about the information, they're going to go, are you creating this? I'm ready. They're raising their hand in advance, right? Here's an example. If you're in the marketing niche, an all-too-common problem is getting qualified traffic to your website. Everyone has this. How do I get... I've got this amazing product, got this amazing website, but, you know, it's like crickets. No one's coming to my website. So... If you can offer a solution to this problem, that works. And especially if it's a solution people don't generally know about, well, winner, uh, chicken, dinner, everyone's going to be uh, clamoring. They're going to be like, yeah, right, let's do this. <laughs> let's take this one step further, right? It's better still if you can offer an upgrade for the people who don't want to go through the trouble of implementing your solution. Yeah, I'm giving you a, an upsell here. Yeah, what you can do is you can do the work for them. Software, maybe it's software does the work for them. That's what Neil did. Either way, you're going to get a lot of people who upgrade because they'd rather have that fast, easy solution, right? Immediate gratification where we've all come to know and love. And that's why the ideal product not only solves a problem, but it also gives you the opportunity to offer an upgrade for many people who will want it. So think about this. One of the things I sell is a podcast course, right? I've benefited from podcasting. There's lots of other folks out there I think could benefit from it as well. They just, they don't know how. They just, they, yeah, what about this? What about that? Well, how do I do this? How do I make it right? Right? And so I teach them how to do that. And then one of the upgrades is 
no one wants to do the audio editing behind the scenes. It's just a pain in the butt and it's time consuming. Well, here, let me take that off your plate for you, right? Bing, bang, boom. All you have to do, my friend, is get on the microphone, record your episode, hand it over to me, and people will handle it for you in three to five days later. We'll even post it for you if you want to. There you go. See what I'm talking about? Now, let's say you're not in podcasting. Maybe you're a landscaper, right? You could offer a class on how to design your front yard and backyard. Some people will take the class and realize they're a little bit out of their depth, and they prefer for you to do it for them. Now, maybe taking the class gives them some new ideas, and they come up with these cool designs, but now you and your team can provide this service virtually with no need to ever visit their home again. The homeowner can take your diagrams and a list of plants and a local landscaper, and they can make it into their reality, or they could hire you to do it for them, right? Okay, so let's look at something really basic, building a website. You can offer a course to chiropractors or authors or yoga instructors on how to build the ideal website that converts visitors. Then you can also offer an upgrade to them for doing the work for them. So if they go through the class on how to create the ideal website, now they understand the construct of the website. They're like, man, it's going to be too much work. Well, I would do it for you. Would you please? Yeah. See, the product you create doesn't necessarily need its own upgrade. But if you're trying to decide between two different product possibilities, I would recommend choosing one that allows an expensive upgrade that you can fulfill for even more income. You with me? All right. So that's step one. Step two, create a webinar. Oh my God, Tracy, please don't say create a web. What do you mean? I have to do webinars? Yeah, yeah. I realize that doing a webinar can sound like a scary thing for some people, but I can also tell you that once you've done your first couple of webinars, you'll wonder why you were ever so nervous in the first place. It's really much easier than people think. And when I say webinar, this could be a webinar, it could be a workshop, it could be a summit. I just did a summit last month. And, you know, I've been in this game since the 90s. I've been around a minute. I was nervous. You know, I gathered 22 amazing speakers, many of them well ahead of me on their entrepreneurial journey, and some of them my level and some a little further behind. I was still had butterflies in my stomach. But I enjoyed it. Once I got into it, man, I was like, why was I ever nervous in the first place? And the fact is, if you want to earn big money in a relatively short amount of time, then yes, you're going to need to do a webinar. You're going to need to do a workshop. You're going to need to do a summit or something along those lines, short of getting someone like Oprah to tell people to get out there and buy your product. There's probably no faster method for converting folks into customers who are willing to pay hundreds or even thousands of dollars for your product and any of the upgrades. So in my opinion, Webinars are probably the easiest and the fastest way to sell some high-ticket information products. To bring people into a webinar, you're going to need a powerful hook. Something that makes your target audience sit up and go, I, I want to know that. You have to tell me what that is. Okay? Now, think about it. In Neil's case, he offered to show people how to drive 100,000 visitors to their website. Notice there's nothing fancy in that promise. But it worked because it was exactly what his target audience wanted to know. The promise drives people to attend the webinar. Your promise needs to be exactly targeted to your ideal customer for your product, right? It won't do any good to drive a lot of people to your webinar if the people aren't a good fit for the product. For example, 
If your product teaches people social marketing skills for small businesses, then you don't want to target big corporate executives from Fortune 500 companies. If your product teaches dentists how to build the practices, then you certainly don't want a webinar that promises to bring all sorts of doctors, not just dentists. Your promise must target your exact information product buying audience. Okay, now, next, you want to offer a bribe to keep your listeners on the webinar for the entire duration of the presentation. This bribe could be something as simple as a cheat sheet, a how-to, something that shows them all the steps necessary to implement what it is you're teaching. Mind you, if a cheat sheet is your bribe, then you're going to make it simple and without detail, right? Maybe quick bullet points, do this, do that, do this, do that. The idea here is to teach what to do on your webinar, not to teach how to do it. Let me say that again. It's to teach what to do on your webinar, not how to do that, right? For that, they need your information product or they'll need to hire you to do it for them, whichever it is. This is a critical point that often gets lost in the matrix. You're given enough information to make the webinar truly informative, truly valuable in its own right, even if they don't purchase. You've given them enough where they walk away and go, wow, okay, that was worth an hour of my time. But you're not giving away the bits that will enable the listeners to quickly make things happen. Now, will some people take the information that you have and go off and do it on their own? Yeah, maybe about 1% to 2%. Yeah, and that's fine, right? You're walking a fine line here, and it may take a little bit of practice to learn how much to share and how much to hold back. All right, and you could even go so far as say, let's lean a little bit on the sharing too much on the first couple of rounds until you find that balance. Now, I've been on webinars that offered some real bribes, like drawings for free stuff. Stick around and you could be the winner of an iPhone, that sort of thing, right? I would be careful with an offer like that. Ideally, you want your listeners there primarily because they're interested in the promise you made, not just because they want an iPhone. Now, what you could do, and I've seen many entrepreneurs do this, Offer a free copy. Yeah. Now, you can say I offer the cheat sheet and about halfway through, I mean, they know you're going to try and pitch them something. I have an offer for you. You're going to want to hear. And if you stay to the end, I'm picking one lucky person that will get a free copy of it. Okay. I might stick around for that. You know, I might keep my ears on while I'm doing other things. Now, if you're wondering why you want listeners to stick around until the end of the webinar, the answer is really kind of simple. You can't sell them your info product at the end of the webinar if they're not here to hear your offer. There it is. That's why it's important to fill your webinar with awesome information that reveals things your audience doesn't know but wants to learn. If you can reveal secrets that blow their minds, I mean, all the better. Ideally, you want them to stay riveted to your presentation. Cut out the chit-chat, the small talk, the blah, 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 and anything that might create any level of boredom or allow your audience to be distracted. You don't want that. Keep a good pace, but don't rush. Make it interesting and exciting, not boring. Teach them what they would love to know and hold back just enough to make them desperately in need and want your product. Now, 
I know that sounds like a tall order, but with some experimenting and a little practice, I have no doubt you can do it. During the webinar, you're going to give them some step-by-step -step strategies to get the result you promised. And now I want you to be candid that you cannot reveal all the details in the time that you've been allotted, right? Hey, we're only here for an hour, so I can't give you all the nitty gritty, but man, I'm going to make sure you walk away with a step-by-step -step strategy to get this done, right? Because it would take more time than you have. But if they're really interested, you'll make the entire system available to them at the end of the call. So if you're selling software rather than an info product, then you can promise that if they don't want to do all the work you're outlining for them to get the solution they seek, then you have a massive shortcut that's created fast successes for people just like them. Would you like a way to do this quicker and more automated? Here's what we can do for you. Yeah, there you go. That's almost your sales pitch right there. And then you outline your product or service, what it does, what it's called. And you give them a call to action to your solution. And people can click the button and buy it right there on the spot. I would even offer them a, an incentive to make the purchase right away. A price incentive before you close the webinar, such as a discount or an amazing bonus. But keep in mind, if people don't buy right then and there, the odds of them ever buying... Well, they do go down drastically. I'm not saying they won't, but they do go down drastically. So make it just oh, it's almost a no-brainer that if they're ever going to buy it, this is the moment to buy it. Okay? You can potentially make a few more sales after the webinar, like I'm saying, by doing some follow-up series, some nurturing emails, some SMSs. In your emails, you remind them of something important revealed in the webinar. You know, you know what I'm talking about, right? This is going to remind them of why they would want your system. Or give them brand new info that you didn't cover in the webinar. Never talk about changing their mind. You don't want to do that but rather talk about how you know that they're still making up their mind. And here's more information to help them because you know they want that benefit, they want that result, and this is the only way they're going to achieve that. You get the idea? All right. Now, webinars, let's be honest, are about, probably about the easiest way to sell because people who have stuck around for the entire webinar, they do want a way to get the result that they seek in a quicker faster, easier, stronger, and more automated fashion than trying to get out there and figure it out and drudging through the mud all by themselves or doing it themselves, right? So maybe your info product keeps them from, you know, drudging it through themselves or your software or service keeps them from doing it themselves. People want the solution to their problem to come to them faster and to come to them easier, and to come to them with less work. And when you can offer them this benefit of getting what it is they want in an easier, faster, quicker fashion, they will buy it. And if they don't buy it, they probably weren't going to buy it in the first place. Phew. All right. So here we are. Step three. Take all of the risk away from them. All right. So they're prospects right now. They're listening to the webinar. Let's take away all the risk. Now, you not only want to have the usual money-back guarantee, you not only want to tell them about this money-back guarantee, you want to present your guarantee in such a way that it becomes a total no-brainer for them to try your product because they have nothing, and I mean absolutely nothing, 
to lose and everything to gain. Our product does this, this, and this for you. In just days, you can be receiving this benefit and that benefit without the hassles of this obstacle and that obstacle or the other obstacle. Plus, you'll no longer have this problem because now you have this solution and this benefit and that benefit. You feel me? And to top it all off, to prove to you that this works, to take away any anxiety that you might have and take away all the risk out of this, we're going to give you a full insert number here of days or weeks in which you can say, nope, nope, this isn't for me. And we'll refund you in full. No questions asked. It's that simple. The only way you can possibly lose is to not grab this offer and be one of the people that says, if only I'd done what I had to do when I had the chance. Right? Feel me? You get the idea here. Now, here's how Neil kicked up this thought one notch higher. This method will really melt away all the resistance and greatly increase the number of people who will try your product as well as increase the number of actual sales. And it's really simple to do. Give them a trial offer. Bam. That's it. Give them a trial offer. It might be a free offer. It might be a $1 trial offer or even a $10 trial offer. Whatever you decide. The point is to make it almost free to get started. You still collect their credit card info, and they have X number of days to decide if it's for them. Neil did this, and his sales went right through the roof. You might test both ways. right? Maybe you do one webinar with the trial offer, and then do another webinar without the trial offer. Here's what typically happens with most offers. Without the trial offer, for example, let's say you make 50 sales. Let's say you make five sales, but let's go with 50. With the trial offer, with the same number of people on the webinar, you are probably gonna double the conversion rate to 100 sales. But of course, those people are just paying the trial price, most likely a dollar. Between the time they sign up and the time you charge full admission or the first payments, you'll have some people cancel. And that's fine, it's gonna happen. Because from what I've seen, maybe half of those extra sales will cancel. And thus you end up with about 75 actual product sales. Now here's the thing, that's still 25 more than you would have had if you didn't make the trial offer. Now, your numbers could vary, of course, and I'm not a lawyer and I can't predict the future. So depending on your audience, your product, and a host of other factors out there, your numbers can be a little different. But you get the idea here. Another benefit from offering a $1 trial offer is this. If you're new to selling on webinars, you will likely be much more comfortable asking people to pay $1 than asking them to pay several hundred or several thousand dollars up front. And it's important that you be comfortable enough to sound confident about your product and the offer that you're making because that confidence will resonate through you, through your face, through your voice, to your audience and increase your sales. All right, let's get to step four. Man, we are already 29 minutes into this. And step number four, you are going to keep delivering. If you think it's enough to create your product and to deliver your product, then your thinking might be stuck in, say, oh, the year 2000. These days, people expect so much more. And it's up to you, my friend, as a space entrepreneur, I know you are, to keep delivering it. Offer ongoing training updates. 
offer coaching calls, offer group coaching calls. The idea is to help your customer implement and use what they have learned, what they're learning, or to make the most out of your software, to make out whatever the product is you're offering, to make the most out of it. You do not want them to feel like you've abandoned them after the sale. This, my friend, will increase your customer satisfaction and reduce refund requests. Remember those 25 we said we'll, we'll bail on you on the $1 offer? This is a way to greatly reduce that. And by continuing to offer them updates, group coaching, and so forth and so on, you'll have the perfect excuse to stay in constant contact with them. And that means you can offer them a host of other products as well, whether they be your products or your affiliate offers. You might want to hit that rewind button and re-listen to that last paragraph again. Actually, I'm going to go ahead and do it for you. And by continuing to offer them updates, group coaching, and so forth, you have the perfect excuse to stay in constant contact with them and offer them a host of other products, whether they be yours or affiliate offers. <laughs> right? Those handful of words, 30, 40 words, have created fortunes for so many entrepreneurs out there. Rather than continuing to contact them to sell them stuff, you can contact them to make sure they're getting the most out of the product they already purchased from you. Why? Because you care, right? That's why you got into this in the first place. You want to help people. You give a damn about their success. You give a damn about why they came to you in the first place. Did you get what you needed from me? And you know what? You do that and they will take notice, which is why... When you suggest a new product, a new offer, be it yours or someone else, it will be the perfect complement to the original. Or the new service is a better way to achieve their goal. They're going to listen to you because you care. And in many cases, they're going to buy it from you because you care. Right? You feel me? Am I getting home? Okay. Let's get to number five. Now you got them. What do you want to do? Well, let's create a robust community with all these people that you have shown you care about. People love to do courses, and they, and they really love to do courses with other people or learn skills with other people or even build their businesses with other like-minded people. There's just something about the, I don't know, the combination of folks. Maybe it's the, uh, what, did the what did Napoleon Hill call that? The universal mind that seems to form when you get multiple people together. No one wants to really go on the journey alone. And the entrepreneurship journey can be very lonesome, can it? Yeah, I can feel you nodding your head right now. They want to help when needed, and they want to have their questions answered. They want to feel good by helping others, and they want to make connections. They want to make friendships. They want to build partnerships too, right? And the best way to do that is with a community. Working together, people can get more ideas, help each other solve more problems, collaborate better, and feel like they're a part of something that is so much bigger than themselves, than their business, than anything you can think of. People are hardwired for this. They're hardwired to belong to tribes. And if you can create a tribe that people want to be a part of, they will never leave. Until you do something stupid, right? Let's be honest. And sometimes you can even do something stupid and they'll be like, okay, you've been really good until you did that. Well, well then just own it, <laughs> right? <laughs> okay. And here's the thing. They're even willing to be charged a monthly fee if your tribe is good enough. Yeah. 
You've seen it. You're probably a part of a couple of them. Okay. Again, creating a tribe of people in order to form a robust community will make it super easy for you to sell additional products and additional services. Here's another thing. Remember that survey I mentioned in step one? If you have a tribe of robust people, the next time you want to do a survey, how fast do you think you're going to be able to get them to answer? Yeah, really fast. You feel me? All right. Step number six, scale up your revenue with, wait for it, more webinar attendees. I know. Expecting something magic there, right? Yeah, the magic wand is more webinar attendees. If you already have an audience, they are the first people you want to get on your webinar. Next, if you have relationships with other movers and other shakers in your niche, strike deals with them to get their audiences on your webinars. That's what I did with my summit. All 22 of those speakers I had on my summit emailed their lists and told them about the summit and people attended. Why? Well, because they knew at the end of the summit I was going to be making an offer and I was going to give them affiliate commissions for those offer. I was going to make it worth their time. Plus, every single one of those folks was growing their list as a result. Here's why. They came on, 22 speakers, remember I told you. All 22 of those speakers emailed their list about this summit. So all 22 of those speakers were being exposed to 21 other sources of email lists that maybe had not heard of them before. So it was a win-win, okay? And then, of course, you could use paid ads for a continuous stream of new webinar attendees. Now, hopefully, if you use both of these first two methods, targeting your own audience and the audience of others, you'll start having plenty of sales. Then you can use that profit to start advertising with paid ads on you know, YouTube and Facebook. Hook them with a free webinar, teach them good stuff, and then make lots of sales. Neil used to spend over $100,000 a month on paid ads because, well, because it was incredibly effective. Duh. He found it worked even better than running SEO traffic to his webinars. And we all know Neil is the SEO man at the plan, right? So that tells you a little bit. And finally, number seven. Well, not finally. I got one more tip here, so hang around. Tip number seven, be patient and test. Yeah. If you listen to any of the digital marketing series I did over the past few episodes, you heard me say this a lot about testing. You might get lucky and hit it right out of the park right away, or you might not. In most cases, you'll need to refine what you say to get people on your webinar. You need to refine how you do the webinar and especially how you present your offer at the end of the webinar. Three very key points. If you've never sold via webinar before, then you know you're learning new skills and you're not going to master them overnight. I'm sorry, it's true, but here's the thing, that's okay. I've seen new markers who got just very few sales or even just one sale, heck, even no sales on their first webinar. I'm raising my hand because I'm one of them. And every one of them who persevered and went on to earn a minimum of six figures with their webinars, who are they? Yeah, they're the ones who didn't quit. Yeah. And the ones that did quit, guess what they earned? Yeah, a big fat donut. Nothing. Okay? It's okay to totally muff up your first few attempts. Here's what I say. Go ahead and muff it all up. Do everything you can to do wrong the first couple of times. And then eventually, you'll get it right. 
you won't feel so paralyzed because you're like, you know what? I've already done everything wrong. Let me try this. You'll stop being so paralyzed to trying to be perfect and you'll just start getting comfortable. And that's when the real you will show and the people that resonate with you, they're going to raise their hand and they're going to give you their credit card information. Have an outline to follow for your webinar and then practice it a few times. Here's a, when I first started doing email marketing, I started a newsletter well, I started two newsletters. One was about personal development. One was about public speaking. And one of the things I taught them about public speaking, because I was in the public speaking arena down in Atlanta at the time, is practice. You write your speech. Go ahead and write it all out. I, but I don't, I, I want to be impromptu. That's fine. But you still need to write your speech out. And then read it to yourself. Not aloud. Just read it to yourself. Then, what I just wanted you to do, maybe go into a bathroom, your bathroom preferably, <laughs> and then read it out loud. And now you're starting to practice. When you're reading it quietly, you just kind of remember the information. Well, I already got that. I'm good. Now you're going to go read it in front of a mirror. Now you start practicing your body language, yeah? your voice, tonation, up and down, right? Do that three, four, five, six, seven, ten times, whatever it is, with your notes. Now, put your notes away and practice in front of that mirror again, okay? Now, so what I want you to do is step away from that mirror and record yourself. Not video, just audio. Because now I want you to listen to the voice, right? And find the places where your voice just sounds wrong. Where you're telling a deeply dramatic story. But your voice is sounding like this where the two aren't congruent, right? You wouldn't want a preacher up there on the podium talking about fire and brimstone with a smile on his face or in a smile on his voice, yeah? So practice. Try this, right? Write it. Read it a few times. Then go in front of the mirror. Read it a few times. And then record yourself. And you'll find that. And then go back to that mirror again after you've got all this down and then try it. Note-free with all this new bits of knowledge, you'll be a whole lot better. And if you're nervous about talking to a couple of hundred people at once, pretend you're just talking to one friend. Heck, what you can do is you can take a picture of that one friend you're talking to and you can tape it up right there next to that little webcam that you're using. Hmm? Maybe get someone to join you on the webinar and ask you questions, kind of like an interview. Something. Because sometimes, here's the thing, all it takes is hearing that friendly voice on the other side of the camera that will allow you to relax and just enjoy the process. Neil recommends using Google Analytics to create yourself a funnel to see what people are dropping off. Maybe they're dropping off your webinar. Maybe they're dropping off your checkout page. Maybe they're asking for a refund within the trial period. You want to look at all the metrics. Maybe they're not even getting to your webinar. Maybe there's something wrong with the webinar sign-up page that you're just not delivering the punch that you need. You feel me? Okay. Monitoring what's happening will allow you to make the needed corrections. And then you keep monitoring. You find the next choke point. And you keep monitoring. You find the next choke point. And then you fix it. And you keep monitoring. You find the next choke point. Did they sign up? Did they miss the webinar? Doing a better job of building a perceived value of the webinar, reminding them that's how you get them. You solve that problem. Maybe you can get their number. You can start MS texting them to remind people the webinar is starting soon. Did they leave the webinar early? 
Yeah, maybe you need to provide some more value in the webinar. Try offering a different incentive for staying online for the entire duration. Maybe you've got too much of that fluff in there. Remember I mentioned about that? Uh, do they stay for the entire webinar and don't buy? Find out why. And how would you do that? Well, you can ask them. You got their email address. They signed up for your webinar. Just ask them, why didn't you buy? Okay. Realize this isn't something that's likely to make you a ton of money in a few days. I'm sorry, just won't. But if you invest, say, three months or maybe a little bit more in testing and tweaking, I'm willing to bet you could see some amazing results. So I want to leave you with this mind-blowing thought. Ready? <sighs> what if today you started researching what you want to create as your product? Let's say it's a course. You spend a week researching what people are dying to know. And then you spend another week recording a series of 10 or 20 lessons that teach people to get a result that they truly want to have. Okay. Next, you work on creating your funnel, including your webinar. And maybe four to six weeks from right now, you hold your first webinar. In fact, that first week, you do three webinars and you make some sales. You also find out what needs to be fixed and you fix it. Then you do some more webinars. And about two to three months from now, you're making some decent money. Nothing spectacular, right? You're not going to, you know, be hanging out with uh, any of the billionaires out there. But it's enough for you to know that it's really working. And you perfect your webinar. And you hone your funnel. And in about six months, you know that if 1,000 people sign up for your webinar, 300 of them are going to show up. And 250 of those are going to stay for the entire webinar. And of those 250 that stay for the entire webinar, looking at your numbers, you know that 30 of them will purchase your course. And your course costs $500. Which means one webinar with 1,000 signups equates to 15 grand. And maybe you spend 10 or 20 or even 30% of that on advertising. And you get enough interest through advertising to do two webinars a week. You feeling where this is going? You get in the picture? Or maybe this scenario, maybe you think, oh, that's too damn rosy. And you only do half as good in six months. Would you be terribly disappointed at just a few thousand dollars a week by holding two one-hour webinars? Here's the question. So let me give you this last note that I was saving for you. We only talked about promoting your own product via a webinar here, but there's no reason why you couldn't team up with another product owner and split the profits. And the two of you can conduct the webinar together, or you could do it alone. But what you want to do is you want to decide in advance what an equitable split of the profits would look like, or you can cheat. Yeah, this is perhaps a bit sneaky, but it works. You're going to become an quote unquote overnight expert in reality, it's really going to take you a month or two, maybe three, maybe a little more, okay? By purchasing the top five or ten products on a certain topic. And I want you to devour them. Really get into the information and just absorb it. Make that information a part of who you are. Heck, well, if you're going to learn it, you may as well use it yourself. Take notes on what you do and how it works. And then, my friend, create your own product in your own words, using what you've learned, and then go all the way back up to step one in this episode and start selling it. 
All right, there you have it, my friend. Step-by-step way to start earning thousands by developing and selling digital products. Hopefully, I over-delivered for you today. And uh, with that, I'm going to leave you as I always do. Think successfully and take action. Thank you for listening to the Dark Horse Entrepreneur Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Check us out at www.darkhorseschooling.com. All right. My name is Tracy Brinkman.